Welcome to Games We Grew Up With, a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses and reminisce about it, then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we're planning our attack and talking about general chaos for the Sega Genesis. I'm Katie. I'm Chris. We're at the enemy's capital, so let's talk games. Ooh. <laughs> there's no, there's That's, not a lot of sound effects. There's, there's not really game. any sounds for this game. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's about all there is. We're on to episode 43, and it's our last episode of the year. Can't believe it's already that time. Good lord. We kind of fell behind. We we could have put out more episodes, but we fell a little behind this year. But we really appreciate everyone for. Understanding that we still have full time jobs and still have yeah. full time lives, and so we kind of pared back a bit of how much we were doing the episodes. But we really love the fact you guys have stuck around and kept listening. We did, of course, look at our Spotify Wrapped, like everyone does at this time of year. <laughs> and you guys are awesome. We have a bunch of people. We were in their top tens and their top five. That that's really freaking cool. That you know we made those lists. And I like our listeners' personality was enthusiasts. That our listeners are super fans. And that's yes, you guys are awesome. That was that was very fun. That's so cool. And that means really the world to us i find it hilarious our top episode is still the third episode we ever did is it jack and daxter <laughs> jack and daxter which is, <laughs> again one of my favorite games but wild it's still our most listened to episode the top five countries number two is finland so it, who's listening to us whoever you are or however many people are listening to us in finland thank you and we love you yes <laughs> Say hi to Kimi and Valtteri. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but honestly, guys, it we're not going to get through all this. Thank you so stack. much. It's so yeah. cool. It means genuinely so much to us to have people care that much and we really appreciate you all so thanks for sticking with us through this year we're going to keep doing more episodes into next year we're still having fun with this we're going to keep doing more stuff but really just want to take this moment to be thankful we just missed the thanksgiving holiday but thankful to you all thank you for another great year keep talking to us on our twitch and our instagram and facebook we love chatting with you all gwgw show or games we grew up with on all those platforms you guys are awesome we're looking forward to another fun year definitely drop into twitch we We've been bad with streaming for the last month or so for various reasons based on the games that are coming up and the fact that we've just been busy, but we will start streaming more. And to be fair, we've been doing a couple of StarCraft streams, which has been entertaining, so... Oh, I I won't complain about that, so... So post-StarCraft episode, we did quite a few StarCraft streams, so (laughs) there you go. Anyways, again, thank you very much. Join us on our social media. Join us over streaming. We love you guys. Thank you so much for uh, another great year. This is why we do it. So now that we've got the mushy stuff out of the way, I think it's time for today's video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! And, and it's a very appropriate, definitely appropriate trope right after we talked about how grateful we are for everyone. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're talking about uh, all this mushy stuff, and what is our trope of the day? Our video game trope of the day is the groin attack. <laughs> Yay! We always try to do an explanation. I, I don't know if much of an explanation is needed. <laughs> I don't know if how much you're the, we need to uh, the U.S. men's national team, it's not a groin attack. It's a pelvic contusion. He said he wasn't hit there. He claimed. 
I don't believe it. <laughs> so yes, great attack felt appropriate for outside world stuff. Again, U.S. Nas- men's national team, they just unfortunately lost. But yeah. they did have a player who looked like he got very close to getting hit in the groin while scoring a goal in the last game. So it seemed appropriate. <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple. It's when you have the very explicit ability to attack to the groin because sometimes it looks like it, but it's not actually happening. This is when like we're, we're trying to set focus on it's very blatantly a groin attack and that there are reactions yes. to it. So examples. In our game of the episode, General Chaos, it's part of the fighting sequence. You can have a lower punch, which hits the groin. Like, it's very specific. Or kick. Or the, kicks the, the low groin. kick is, is also, or the mid kick is also to the groin. Which, lols. And <laughs> I will, we're going to put the clip up eventually on our uh, social medias. But if you saw my stream of General Chaos, if you ignore the first 40 minutes of trying to get the game to work, when I actually get going, I had a very wonderful ending to my first campaign, which was ending it with a groin shot. And it was. <laughs> yep. It's, it's because it's funny. It's so it's it's so unreasonably it's, funny. <laughs> it's it's funny when you get hit. Go to the Simpsons. Football to the groin. Oh god, yeah, that's a great point. It works on so many levels. <laughs> but other video games, fighting games I found really commonly have groin oh, hits. Oh yeah. But more than that, I I was fascinated. So, the first one that I thought of was Soul Calibur because I know Sophitia, who's in quite a few of the games. She wasn't in 2 which we played for an episode for, but she shows up in later games. She's in 1 and then 3. She specifically has an attack called the Widowmaker where she goes <laughs> for the groin and you literally hear her being like, "I'm sorry" when she gets in there. <laughs> But it's very funny because when she does that on women, she hits higher and hits in the abdomen and doesn't say I'm sorry. So it, it, it's uh. very explicitly a groin attack for dudes, which is so funny to me. A bunch of other characters have very similar ones and there's always reactions uh. to it. But hers is like, the Widowmaker and she just goes for it. I, I feel like Mortal Kombat had to have had Johnny some Cage. sort of. Is oh, Nick yeah. Cage. The Nutbreaker. Yeah. That's and right. He, his, his whole move is he goes into the splits and hits. He goes into the hits splits hits the and does the uppercut. Yeah. Right. It, Right into the crotch. Injustice Gods Among Us, which is the DC fighting game, actually. Yeah. DC Comics, I should say, fighting game. Catwoman's, one of her grabs is has a groin shot as part of the grab. And funny enough, if she uses that on a female character, the female's like, doesn't react. Because it just doesn't <laughs> affect <laughs> Which is hilarious. Another good one I thought was um, Fallout because of the, um, oh God, what's the system called? The targeting system. Vats. The VAT system, thank you. You can target mm-hmm. areas, and so you can target people in the groin. Uh, of course you can. And they say funny things. Sniper, sniper elite. Oh, that's right. In sniper, you could, you and, like, um, explode people's junk. Yeah, and uh, what was the, the John Woo game? don't know that one whatever john woo shooter it was kind of it, very similar to max Payne, where it had like the the slowdown because okay. i remember yeah penny arcade made a joke about that yeah where it was like the, it was like achievement test kill <laughs> it's like why would you do that like because it's an achievement and it's funny yeah sniper i we didn't even say sniper the whole point of sniper elite was that it would do a zoom in and an x-ray of like if you had a good shot and so you do it of like headshots and stuff but yeah they had it i forgot they had the nut shot where they'd zoom in and show you exploding a guy's testicles yep because people are terrible the john woo game is called stranglehold yes thank you thank you producer producer kyle Kyle. (laughs) 
I know we talked about, well, we talked about the World Cup. That happens. I mean, yeah. it happens in sports constantly. That's constantly. why a cup is a thing. Speak of sports, specifically, Chris and I played on soccer team when we were in high school together. A uh, very for fun soccer team. And yes. there was at one point where I was going for a shot. I went to kick it full, full kick. And I hit the ball. But the problem was the goalie grabbed the ball the exact moment I hit the ball. And it went. So basically, I basically kicked him in the except for a ball was in between and it just went oh, the oh, whole God. field just went silent and everyone's like oh. <laughs> and i just remember being like i felt awful but it was just specifically like everyone just like just give him a minute give him give yeah. him a minute just and it's you don't wear a cup in soccer no in, you do football and lacrosse you wear a cup soccer you don't really wear a cup so and so he again. was we, i we just waited for a couple of minutes <laughs> <laughs> one punch man has a very famous moment where saitama is fighting uh speed of sound sonic and puts his fist up into speed of sound sonic who is coming down yeah. and the anime version shows an excruciating detail of things shifting around <laughs> As as fist contacts sensitive area. <laughs> and I think it literally shifts to a side screen with a bunch of butterflies and rainbows and just yeah. says, we'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, half of Jackass's stunts were getting oh, hit yeah. the groin. It's just it's funny. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so immature. It's funny. <laughs> don't care. Because we are children, and we've spent 10 minutes talking about people getting hit in the groin. And laughing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I saw, again, we both had the same thought based on based on the game of the episode. It's like, why not groin attack? Groin and it's just like, why not? Because it's funny. It's funny every time. <laughs> And so uh, our pure joy, and we hope you get some good laughs out of this too, is why Croyd Attack is today's <laughs> video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! Oh! oh. All right, it is time to talk about the game of the episode. Now that we're done talking about getting hit in the junk. <laughs> Katie, what can you tell me about General Chaos for the Sega Genesis? And to be fair, we're not done talking about getting hit in the junk because it'll come in the mechanics. <laughs> but General Chaos was developed by Game Refuge, Inc. and came out in 1993 for the Sega Genesis. Game Refuge is the only reason it kind of popped out in my brain. I was like, why does that sound familiar? They created Rampage. It's two people. Yeah. And they created Rampage. They created yes, Rampage. I, I was looking at that. They created, and just in case you're not familiar, Rampage is the, you know, climbing buildings, you're eating big, people. Yeah, big lizard, big monkey, climbing buildings and destroying buildings and eating people arcade game, but also on systems. Yes. Yeah, so they created the yeah. original. The Rock was in their movie. Oh, God, I forgot they made a movie about that. They they did a bunch of uh, arcade games for Active, or not Activision, Midway. So... They created General Chaos. As I said, it's for the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive in Europe. It is a squad-based tactical action war game. Very complicated yeah, way of saying. Yeah, sure. It's it's a it's a pseudo real-time strategy. Yeah. The only uh, game that was similar that popped in my head was Team Fortress. Yeah, but that's a first-person shooter. I know, but it's the idea of the squad-based plus. It's just not yeah. tactical. You don't have the tactical half of it because you're only controlling yeah. yourself. Yeah. But that's the closest I could think. 
I can't think of anything else really. I mean, XCOM, but oh uh, yeah, that's true. It, I I found it funny. There there's just so little information on this game. Like I I kept looking places and I just no, have, I kept it's... finding like blog posts about people talking about it, but nothing about the yeah. development, nothing about the game itself. The one interesting fact was apparently in 2013, one of the founders of Game Refuge, uh, Brian Collin, did open a Kickstarter to try to fund a sequel to the game, General Chaos 2. They were more than a hundred thousand dollars short so that ended up happening which which is funny because i feel like this game probably took a quarter of that to I actually know. make <laughs> the original one for sure speed runs any percentage speed run which it says any percentage the truth is it's beat the first campaign yeah it's just beat the first campaign don't know why that's the the percentage any speed run yeah in the speedrun, but it was four minutes and 18 seconds by Will Wagner Music. It was two years ago, but there was only like 10 people on the list. Yeah, that's, I mean, two years ago is not the weirdest thing. Yeah, and that there was more, the like eighth place person was like 10 months ago, so someone huh. was doing it recently. Yeah. Will was also the only person on the full campaign list of do, completing the whole game. Uh, he did that in 19 minutes and five seconds. I mean, get your name out there, Will. You go for it. (laughs) Interestingly, critical reception, this almost surprised me. There weren't a ton of reviews out there, but the three that I found were all eight out of tens. I can I can understand that. It's a very small niche game. Yeah. So the two oldest ones were Electronic Gaming Monthly and Video Games and Computer Entertainment, so legit sources. Mm Mm-hmm. Gave them 8 out of 10. They really liked the humor. And the fact that apparently on the Sega Genesis, it had the ability to be a four-player mode. So it you there was an extra yeah. asset you could plug into your Genesis to make it a four-player thing. Yeah, and not, this is, not, the, not the multi-tap. I forget what they called it. I forget it. what it was called. But yeah, so you could do that. And this game actually had uh, four-player support. So it was one of the few that did. So that's kind of neat. I wish there had been a way for us to do something like that. That would have been kind of interesting. I think the other thing that was really interesting, in 2017, Games Radar listed it as the 48th best Sega Genesis and Mega Drive game of all time. So top I don't know 50. how that's possible. <laughs> were, were there only were there only sixty Sega <laughs> games ever? Like I do, that's it. It was. I, I have talked to people of... about this game, and no one has heard about it. It's like, fascinating. No one's heard about it. But when I was finding, like I said, the few sources I found online were like blogs that were like, "I loved this game as a kid. It was amazing. I loved it. Like it's really yeah. fascinating. I, mean, I think the people who did play it really liked it." Back then, and the people who didn't play it, it's because they'd never heard of it and never will hear it. That's just kind yeah. of how it works. Yeah, that's that's. I guess that's fair. But in that kind of allusion, the funny part about it is it was not a very memorable game, as you'll hear in our rose-tinted segment. <laughs> I didn't remember the game until we started looking into it, so I think it's time <laughs> to play that Chiacarina of Time, go back to the past, put on our rose-tinted glasses to talk about the game before we had a chance to play the game again. So let's go. Yay! And that music brings us back to the past, back before we had a chance to play this game. So Chris, what do you remember about General Chaos? I remember more than you, apparently, since (laughs) I suggested this game and you didn't even think we had done anything. You had never heard of this game, I and I showed you a picture of the box art, and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, the box art looks really, really familiar to me that I was like, did we own this game? 
Yes, it's downstairs okay. in my basement so, right now. So 100%, I remember the box art, and as soon as you you showed it to me, I'm like, I vaguely remember playing this game because it was a it was a it was a not co cooperative. It was versus, right? It was versus. It's, okay. Yeah, this is this is going to be a fun rose because I'm sure you're going to remember stuff as I start bringing stuff up. Okay. Okay. Like, and I I didn't cheat. I did no googling. All I know is the picture of the box. All I remember. There was a single player. Most of the time we played two player. It was it was a in tabletop gaming, a kill team slash skirmish type game. So like it was military shooter, not really shooter. It was it was a strategy game and you had teams of like four. Yeah, it was absolutely teams of four and you were facing just another team. And it was like kind of like a point and click. Mm-hmm. So you you moved and you directed people to certain spots, and they would just shoot wherever. Okay, I'm vaguely remembering this. I don't think I was very good. If it is most likely <laughs> the scenario, I don't think uh, it's. There wasn't a lot of depth to this game. No. It was what? so like they had different types of squads that you could use. Like sure. you had the machine gun guy, the bazooka guy, the flamethrower guy. The grenade guy. There might have been one other. There's no, like, vehicles in this, right? No vehicles. Okay, okay. It's just a one-screen map, and you're just moving people around to shoot at each other. Okay, so so I I have a memory of a tank game. Is that, like, Tiny Tank? Is that a different game? Tiny Tank is a PlayStation game. Did we play Tiny Tank? You're thinking of that because I just bought it. We had the demo for Tiny Tank. I'm thinking of the demo of Tiny Tank. Okay, that was yes, like... which which I just bought at Too Many Games. That's right. By that's the way, right, that's right. Okay, yes. okay. I was trying to go through military games in my memory, and I was like, "There's a tank game we play." No, it's it's like cartoony, over dramatic, like Rambo, yeah, like yeah, military yeah. look at dudes. Sure. And yeah, you would just kind of drag them around the screen to try to get an advantageous position, and they would shoot at each other. There was a campaign. It was kind of like a map-based, like, hub world type thing where, okay. you, you know, it was just point to point to point. There was, like, a certain squad of, like, commandos, which was just, like, a two-person team, and you could actually control them and move them around. Okay, so I I, I am now doing a slight cheat of I pulled up images yeah. of this game. That's that's what I wonder if you saw images, if you would remember. And, oh, my God, I am remembering so much. The, the, the flamethrower, I remember. Yeah. And I'm looking at, they have a picture, someone has a picture of the cartridge, and it was one of the yellow tab cartridges. Yep, yep. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> now I'm starting to remember this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm like looking at the pictures, and I'm like, yep, no, I remember playing this game, 100%. Yeah. And there was terrain you had to go around, or over, or like deal with. Like rivers, and stuff yeah. like that. And like, you could, you would knock people down, and like, they would have so many times they could be knocked down, but like, you could insta-kill them with the bazooka, where they would just turn into a skeleton. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, as soon as I started looking at pictures, I was like, I remember. And then there was, so there were, yeah, there's like safes and stuff that you could blow up and you got objects. Like there were like piles of gold that would randomly appear on like yeah. the battlefield and stuff. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. So to it's the pictures. It's the pictures it's that the did pic- it. That, it's- that makes sense. That's, that's what I was trying to, to find a good way to describe it. Yeah, it's- no. It's- and then one of the characters looks kind of like Chuck Norris. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, okay. That's- Oh my and, god! And like, yeah. if if two people got into uh, like melee range, it would turn into like the Beetle Bailey Andy Cap fight cloud, like just oh, like the yes. the cloud 
Oh, where like the little like um like exclamation points would be coming yeah, off and yeah. like dollar signs and stuff, something cheesy. Oh yeah, now like, I'm looking at this game. Yeah, we definitely play this quite a bit. Quite a bit because it was an easy two player game to just kind of throw in there and play. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't know I don't know how much I actually ever played the, the single campaign, player, probably because yeah. we were bad at it, if I'm nothing sure. else. I'm sure, because strategy <laughs> is not was not my strong point. Yeah. Days. No, because we this this was like a get mad at each other, like super mad at each other type game. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> and and it was easy because again, you didn't really directly do much because they fired and shot and stuff like that. You just moved them around the map. You just moved them around. Yeah, I do remember that. Because I was trying to remember if it was split screen or not, but it's not because of the way it works. You mm-hmm. don't need it to be split screen or anything. Yeah, all the maps were super tiny. Yeah. Like, it was just one one screen. One screen. But you would try to get the items. Like, some of the, not everything was destructible, but a good chunk of, like, stuff on the screen would be destructible. So, like, mm-hmm. the the objects that you would blow up to get items out of. But there were, like, vehicles every once in a while you could blow up. Yes, that's, you could blow up, like, trucks and stuff yeah. like that. And... Okay, yeah. Oh, there. I'm looking through the pictures. There was absolutely a helicopter you could blow up uh-huh. on one of the maps. Okay. I remember this one. This is definitely a game that... Some maps were definitely in favor of one team over another, and it was yeah. random, if I remember correctly. And so sometimes you just had the bad luck of like being put on the crappy part of the map. Yeah, because I feel like the the starting parts were the starting placement was random. I don't think you had a choice. I might be wrong about that. Correct. No, it just kind of plopped you down. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure those were set. You. Yeah. God, yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, I definitely did not remember the name. I didn't remember, like, general concept, but pictures. Yeah, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I remember playing this game. Yeah. Again, don't think it's a very long or oh, deep no. game. Oh, no, it's definitely not. It's definitely very simplistic. But we played it a lot. Oh, we definitely did. Because it was a good game, as you <laughs> said, get, to get mad at each other, but it was also a good game to relieve the stress of just, like, just die. Yeah. I mean, you had and, a flamethrower. And- yeah, and, a and, you, it, and it lit people on fire. And it absolutely like, lit people on fire. They would get lit on fire and then just kind of look surprised. It, it, this is also funny because it's like obviously before we had like game ratings or anything because like I don't think our mom would let us have this game had she known what was in this game content. Even though you don't see blood or anything, you are a military lighting other people on fire and blowing yeah, them up. Shooting and people skeletons and, yeah. appear. <laughs> see, this is one thing we found out through the podcast, folks, is our mom actually does listen to this. And there have been times she's like, I don't think I knew you all did that. Like, yeah. Ooh, sorry, mom. <laughs> this was definitely a game we got from the neighbor when we bought the Sega no, as this a is whole. Just in the box of games. For yeah. sure. I don't think we I don't think we would have even bought it on our own if we had the chance because we just it just wouldn't have grabbed our attention. No. No, zero chance. So, but that's kind of that kind of shows like I think we did just eventually go through and and put every single game in the system and be like, how does this one play? And then stuck mm. with the ones we liked, obviously. Yeah. I forgot about the yellow tabs. I forget if they mean anything. I don't know. Is it like the, the developer other... who did it? Maybe? EA, like that was maybe? like saying that yeah, because a certain developer did the only, that. The only other game I could think of that had a yellow tab was like Madden. There like was... the Madden game that I played with the neighbor across the street. Had the tab as well. Yeah. Cartridges made by EA instead of made by Sega, so they didn't use the Sega like hardware. There it is. Oh. So I was sort of right. Yeah. 
So it is EA cartridge. I think they like reverse engineered them so they could do it themselves. I was going to say, ah. I'm pretty sure that was a big thing because you had to pay Sega to use their cartridges and EA reverse mm-hmm. engineered it and did their own and Sega was pissed. Ah. Now that you say that, because I was like, there's something about the yellow tab. There's like controversy around the yellow tab. Mm-hmm. And I, think I don't know if I I knew that. I, I don't. Like, I obviously didn't know that as a kid. That's definitely something I've I've learned from my gaming history hmm. later in life. That's super interesting. I think this proves, and I've always known that I'm definitely a visual person when it comes to memories and everything. As soon as I see things, mm-hmm. I remember. But I just remembering so much more just by looking at pictures, like not even reading anything about the game, just literally yeah. doing image search, general chaos, which surprisingly <laughs> worked well on Google. I I I'm shocked I didn't get random stuff. Yeah, again, that's that's what I figured when I when I suggested the game. Yeah, that it would... this is this is definitely oh, this is gonna be fun. So now that you sort of remember remember this game actually uh what is your what is your rose tinted score of this game i have to give it a seven like we played it a lot so we clearly Mm -hmm. liked it but i don't remember the fact that it took staring at pictures of this game before i even remembered it it didn't stick out in my memory at all obviously it wasn't a significant portion of my memory but it was good fun so i'm gonna say a seven out of ten what about you what's your rose tinted score i'm gonna give it an eight i know that it was fun to play and that we did a lot um i don't remember like anything about the single player because i think we just did versus Mm -hmm. but i remember enjoying it Uh, what's what's your what's your predicted score because mine's gonna be rough i mean my predicted score has to be like a five it's yeah there's there's gonna be nothing to this game i have a feeling it's gonna be very basic and with games like this where they really are the most fun for just playing with someone in this modern era we want so much more than just playing with someone in most of our games Mm -hmm. uh, that i feel like we only went back to this game as often as we did because it was a game that we could play not because it was a fun game that blew our minds so right i'm going to give it a five i feel like it's barely gonna be that but we'll see yeah. What about you? What's your predicted score? I'm going to give it a six. I think it, it's going to be super, super shallow mm-hmm. and not much to it. Well, we have our scores. My rose score was a seven. Yours was an eight. And then my predicted score was a five. And your predicted score was a six. So we'll see if the game uh, makes it that far. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the present. Back after we've had a chance to actually play this game. So let's play that Chiacarina of Time. Let's do it. All right, we are back from the past. We have played this game. Katie has remembered this game (laughs) eventually. Eventually. Katie, let's talk about General Chaos. What can you tell us about the plot of this game? Plot, in quotes. Yeah, if you're playing the game itself, they tell you basically none of this. That's as as a standard for games back then, as we always discovered. Oh, yeah. Back to one of our earlier tropes, it's all in the manual. So the whole plot comes through the manual of the game, which Chris does still have. He still has the manual. I I have the manual. I played the original version of this game on our Sega Genesis. The plot of this game probably takes up the first third of the manual. And it's like a mini comic book, practically. That's awesome. Check out our social media I, uh, in the yeah, next yeah, couple yeah. days. We'll, 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 throw, we'll throw pictures of this on social media. Yeah, and check it out because it, it's pretty funny. But I'll do a quick summary of it. And this is the blurb I found pretty much everywhere about the game. Yeah. 
Ever since they were babies, brothers Chaos and Havoc enjoyed playing war games with each other and their classmates and expanding their knowledge of military tactics. One day, Chaos discovered a rare comic book more valuable than any of the books in their ever-growing library and shows it to Havoc. Unfortunately, this proves to be a mistake, as the mere sight of it brings out his greedy, treacherous side. <laughs> it's so dramatic. Havoc tries to take the book for himself, but it rips apart in a tug of war. After this, the two brothers blame each other and grow apart. Years later, they both become military dictators <laughs> of the fictional countries of Moronica for Chaos and Viseria for Havoc. The two generals uh, war with each other for decades, but for all the battles that rage across the land, they cannot achieve victory. After days of consideration, they come to the decision of using smaller, quicker armies of soldiers, all specializing in particular kind of weapon to settle the score permanently. So it's a skirmish game. Also, there's years and years of war because two brothers tore apart a comic book. Yeah, kill thousands of lives in the process. <laughs> also, again, going to the manual, it's not good art. Oh my god, it's so it's, bad! It's not good art. <laughs> it's we'll post pictures of this. It's it's, it's terrible. So it's bad. it's clip art. It's and one of the two people that developed this game was the art person. <laughs> I mean, I guess your pixel art is good, but uh, we could talk about that. Yeah. So yes, the plot is two brothers that are bad because of a comic book. And they end, end up fighting for decades. Again, you see none of that in the game itself, of course. No. And, and more than that, you don't even know why. You're just like, oh, I'm. You're if you're doing the campaign, you fight for general chaos, and that's it. Like, they don't explain mm. anything beyond that. No. Also, the box art isn't representative of the two characters at all either. No, of course not. For whatever not. that's worth, as, as that goes. But yes. So, Chris, let's go into the mechanics of this game. Talk to me a little bit about how this game actually plays. How do you play this game, Chris? So it's kind of a squad-based, skirmish-based, kind of in the tabletop, actually, parlance. It's it's a skirmish game. You've got two teams. It's really interesting because it's kind of, before I knew what a real-time strategy game was, it's kind of a real-time strategy game it, on a console, which was not really thought of. So you've got two squads of guys and really two buttons that do anything. Yeah. Move and fire. Mm -hmm. And your D-pad. So you've got a team of five. A team of five that has, we'll go into the different types of folks. Team of five or two. Or two. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're the commandos. But essentially the base mechanics is move the cursor, hit B to move whatever selected unit there. Yeah. And that cycles through your entire team and then hit A to attack. Yeah. And, and then you've got... You can manually cycle as well with C. So if you want to yes. move a specific character, you can cycle to that character and then you can move them specifically. Or if your controller is broken like mine, C is also pause. <laughs> I, had, I had some issues with my controllers. I won't lie. But yeah, so the base idea is you need to beat the opponent on a map. Beat him dead. Yeah, this is really hard to talk about because it's it's such a simple concept. 
that it's it's hard to talk about like if that makes sense like yeah it's it's you start basically it's two different commando groups are fighting so that's hence the small armies you don't get to pick your commandos specifically you pick a group that you get four choices of a group at the beginning of every battle you pick one of those four choices you go on the Mm -hmm. on the on the field the objective is outlast the other team Kill the other team before you're killed. Kill the other team. And pick up things that you might find along the way. It's it's very opaque in terms of health and oh, like God. how you kill the other team. So yeah, like Yeah, I have no idea. Again, you've got one button to make all of your people shoot. Yeah. So let's let real quick talk about there's five different types of units. There's five different classes, yeah. Yeah, there's the gunner, which is just machine gun guy. Yep. Launcher. Launcher, which is the bazooka. Rocket launcher. Yeah, same thing. It's called a launcher because it's a rocket launcher. All right, fine. Then there's our favorite, (laughs) or my favorite, the Chucker. (laughs) Who looks like, which I never thought about, looks like Chuck Doris. And he throws grenades, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so the Chucker throws grenades. So he throws grenades. Scorcher, who is a flamethrower guy. And the Blaster throws dynamite and has an eye patch. Yes. (laughs) Just like the Demo Man. From Team Fortress 2. There you go. So those are your five different classes. So your commander team, the basic commander team has one of each of those classes. Sometimes you have all gunners as an option. Other times you have what's called like the demolition squad. So you have all like explodey stuff. So before you go into a given map. Which you don't know what they look like before you go in. There's no heads up. Yeah, you don't know what it looks like. It's a given map. I think they said there's like 33 over the entire game through the course of the three three campaigns, campaigns, essentially. You've got four choices of troop layouts. Mm -hmm. So you've got like the balanced one, and then you've got the demolition one, and there's like brute force or something like that. And then we could talk really quick about the commandos, which is instead of point and click you actually move around with the d-pad and there's only two so you've got like a bunch more uh control over it and that's like gunner and a chucker and then like two gunners or something like that but you've got those three other team compositions and once you use one of those it cycles to a secondary version of that. So, like, the assault team is one of each. And when you use that, the next time you want to use the assault team, it's five gunners. Which is the worst. You say that, and I literally have had a ton of success with that. Of course you have. Because it's way easier to deal with than trying to move around... No, that makes sense, because you don't have to worry about different units being in different locations based on their distance that they can attack from. That's fair. Right, because every every unit has a different range. Yeah, and yeah, there were slightly different stats. Like, they did different damage, they have a different range. Only, like, the Chucker and the the one with the dynamite. Why am I blanking? We just said his Blaster. Blaster, I think, were the only ones who could blow stuff up on the field. So when there were items in, like, a chest, you had to use one of them to open them. Or hope the enemy yep. did. There were different reasons to have different characters in different spots and different troops at times. It was all a balance. Or you could just do what I did is ignore it all and just send them all in to fight. Do, do whatever. Yeah. Because there was melee. Yay! I totally forgot about this after our Rose segment. But it would do like the Andy Cap thing where <laughs> it's just like the big cloud uh, of dust. Cloud of dust. And all of a sudden it's a 
fighting game. Mm-hmm. So you could either kick or punch, and it was like high, middle, low, or block. Like it yeah, was, you could block. It was a yeah. So it was it was a very involved. I don't think there was fighting. a middle. I thought it was just high and low kick and then block. High uh, low, maybe. high low block. But no, it, it could have gotten. It got. Uh, it was. It was more complicated than it should have been, all things considered, with this game. Yeah. And you had because health sometimes bars. it wouldn't even, it wouldn't, yeah, you had like five health yeah. per fight. It wasn't, it didn't happen every time. You would have the yes. cloud of dust pop up and sometimes it automatically would end and other times you had to do the fight. I don't know why it chose one or the other. I did figure out because on, on both of our streams, if you, you know, punched a bunch, all of a sudden the other person could do uh, Indiana Jones and just whip out a gun and shoot you. That was and very end annoying. The fight. And it says it in the manual, if you spam the same button uh, over I, and over again. I guess that in the stream, I was like, is that what's happening? Is that why they're shooting that's, me? That's kind of what I thought, too. Uh, and then it okay, literally says sense. it in the manual. If you hit the same button over and over and over again, the computer will just pull out a gun and shoot you. And be like, stop that. And uh, another possible trope, I didn't want to use it. We still haven't done this trope but we will one day that the computer's a dirty cheater. Have we not done that? We've done rubber banding, I guess. We did rubber banding, but I don't think we did. Which is similar to the computer is a dirty yeah. cheater. But in this case, I was looking up specifically, they do sometimes hit faster than you are able to. They, I've noticed that at certain times. I was yes. like, I cannot get a hit in. And that's, also- I, I think that's frame rate based. If there were less people on the field when the fight started, they would be faster. Yeah, it was not optimized well, which when you've got an art guy and a programmer, so literally one dude designed the entire engine and mechanics of this yeah. game. Yeah, that's going to happen. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's it it goes back to, uh, I mean, Sega has an old platform, so the hardware is only yeah. as good as it is. I mean, that's why difficulty is a thing, right? Going back to Space Invaders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where they went faster because they're- they less- there were less sprites. Yeah, yeah, so that happened, and it got really annoying when that would happen. Because, of course, it was near the end of the battle, and so you'd be like, no, 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 not now. Yeah, no, stop, stop. Why? Another thing that was interesting is there was a mechanic for medics. There's yep. a mechanic for medics, and I didn't realize it first, and they probably explained it in the tutorial, and I missed it, but that the they medics- didn't. Are <laughs> the medics are for the campaign, not just for an individual yes. fight. So when I first was playing, I used all of my medics in like early just battles, super early, not knowing that I had to then find them through the rest of the campaign, or I had none. And I was like, oh. And then sometimes, so the way you would summon a mechanic is you would move the cursor over the person who's Medic. injured. The medic, sorry. The, the mechanic for the medics. Yeah. The way you summon the medic is you would put the cursor over the injured person and you would hit A, which is attack. Yep. So sometimes I would accidentally call the mechanic yep. when I... Or sometimes I accidentally <laughs> call the medic... The medic? When I didn't want to. And that was so annoying because they're so limited that I was like, no, don't call No, I, I did that. I did it a bunch of times where all of a sudden I accidentally called like three medics. Yeah. And it's like, I've only got so many of these. Like, and you the can other, get them if you get more points. You can find them, too, on the field. And there's 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 also, yeah, like, like item pickups. Yeah. But, yeah, the number of times I accidentally 
couple And then also medics. knowing when they needed them, because sometimes you'd go down, you'd get back up. Sometimes you'd go down yeah. and die. And then sometimes you'd go down and could use a medic. And I realized it was looking at the bar. It would have a little cross symbol if someone needed a medic and it, it was eligible for it. But yes. I wasn't always looking there. Like it was, it was not very clear all the time. Yeah, it yeah. was one of those. So like, yeah, they had, they had a bar up at the top for both teams and it would show an icon of what whatever of units. Yeah. yeah. And that would show which one was selected. Uh, it, it, I mean, it would also show on the on the field of play. It would, you know, kind of have that, that, that but circle around. But it would show, yeah, who selected, what units are left, because there would be a little skull yeah. if it was dead. And then if you needed a medic, a cross would appear there. But I just, I wasn't always. And it didn't flash or anything. And the character on the field didn't look any different. They didn't- No, it's... It's one of those things you kind of get a feel for it, and I kind of remember this. They get knocked down once or twice, yeah. and they they can get up, but like if they stay down, then they probably need a medic. Probably, if you have one. Uh, if you have one. Unless they were instantly killed, which was one of my favorite oh, things. Oh, there were some funny if you had the, kills. The launcher, I think, was the yeah. big one, so he could hit someone with a with a bazooka, and they would instantly turn it to a skeleton it was standing so funny. up. I, I remember loving that as a kid because we're the worst. <laughs> uh, there was one with the chucker too, with the dynamite that the the like skeleton like lights on fire. It's <laughs> yeah, well the 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 uh, flamethrower guy. Oh, that's like, what it was—the flamethrower. Yeah, they would look look down at themselves as they're on fire. Oh, it's, God, it was, dark it was a silly game. Oh yeah, super dark humor. No, it was silly hey. and it's funny, and that was definitely part of the appeal. Was it was just silly and it wasn't realistic at all. Uh, you could drown, no. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, if you try to send your guys through water and they stayed there too you, long, if you yeah, they would like put their hand up and all of a sudden be like. Bloop, 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 and then all of a sudden they were gone. So I won one of my battles that way because I prevented the enemy from getting out of the water, so they just trapped. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's a mechanic that you... So you have to pay attention because sometimes... Very similar to when we were talking about in StarCraft with pathfinding, I would try to direct people like over a land bridge area or something. But if the more direct route was over water, sometimes they'd take that. And then if they get hit by something, then they get stuck in the water. So you had to be careful. Sometimes you had to do short commands of like, go this short, short. So that they would go in the water. The pathfinding was just a straight line from where they were to where you commanded. And whether that means they run into a tree and fall over. Like, that's a thing. They could run into a tree and fall down. I got so they... mad when I commanded them to go to the treasure that appeared on the field. And I guess I didn't uh. click exactly on the treasure. And I didn't notice <sighs> right away. So when I look up, the enemy came over and grabbed it from me. I was right literally yeah. standing next to it. I'm <laughs> like, how are you not smart enough to just grab it? Again, this was made by two people. I know. <laughs> it was a very endearing simple game like it was just super repetitive it was super repetitive and especially like you know you win a battle you move closer to the enemy capital closer and then if you lose like one of your territories gets attacked by the other person at some point it's just the two capitals that you're going back and forth until someone actually wins which i remember when we were playing that happened constantly oh yeah because the capital is like you're in like a semi-fortified position to start yeah, out it's, with. It's so much more as defensible. As an attacker, it's super hard. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and that's the thing. I think this game is definitely meant for two-player more than the camp. The campaign's just super repetitive. But I remember yeah. we had so much fun playing two-player because it's just silly and you can laugh because you're playing and doing ridiculous things to whoever's sitting yeah. next to you. And it, it's good fun. Um, I, I'm kind of sad I didn't get a chance to do two-player on this play around just because I barely could get it to work for me. Uh, trying to get a second <laughs> player on there was not going to happen. I was playing on our original Sega, which I forgot that the power cord is super, super finicky. So I have to like wrap the power cord around the console so it sits in the right place. And if you like touch it. It'll die. It, it just turns the power off. Yeah. And I right. couldn't get... One of the controllers just straight up doesn't work. <laughs> it can only go left. I and the other one works about cleaning. half the time. It's I, I thought about taking them apart, but I got one controller to work. Yeah, I couldn't get two controllers to work, unfortunately, so I couldn't play it with, with producer Lisa. The only reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, but overall, I could definitely see like that's I think what would be really appealing because when it's not the AI, a they're smarter, you're, or you assume, or they're just as dumb as you. To be fair, because I didn't always know what I was doing, and so I was just kind of running around with like a chicken with my head cut yeah. off because it was funny. And you would inevitably group all of our, your people together, yeah. which would mean some, you know, the enemy chucker or blaster. We just throw and, like one bomb at We just you, throw yeah. one bomb and wipe out your entire team. That happened it's, to me a couple times. Yeah. It's it's definitely a, a more fun game. It's a party game. It's a yeah. multiplayer game. There's just not a lot to it. It's not very deep. It's not very complicated. There's a reason no one had heard about it, even though, it again, it had great reviews and it keeps popping up places. Honestly, it's a solid game. It's just like, super short. There's it's just super not simple. a yeah. There's not a lot of depth to it. There's not much to it. And that's okay. So there's not a lot to this game, but you know we had fun while playing it. So Chris, let's get those scores. Chris, what is your final score for General Chaos? Honestly, I think I'm going to go a seven out of ten. Not great. Not terrible. A solid. Solid C. The mechanics were good. It's a little repetitive. There's not a lot of depth to it, but. Uh, I think, especially as a as a multiplayer game, I think it it's enjoyable. Like the humor is it, funny. It's, the humor's fun. Again, you get that moment where you turn a dude straight into a skeleton because you hit him with a bazooka, yeah. and you just kind of guffaw. Like it's it's a fun game. How yeah. about you? What what is your what is your final score? I I also give it a seven. I enjoyed it more than I thought it was going to even though I yeah. didn't know what I was doing. And yeah, I just, I laughed a lot more than I was expecting at the absurdity yeah. of it. Like I just laughed because it was absurd. And you know, not knowing what I was doing and kind of just winging it, I still was able to beat the first campaign in under like an hour, which yeah. I know again, you know, the speed of record was four minutes, but for Whatever. not knowing what I was doing and just kind of winging it, I feel like that's yeah. impressive for me. And shows just like, I just had fun and just like, it was silly and ridiculous. And that's kind of the part, you know, the fun of it. And that's clearly what they were going for. Uh, the art wasn't great. Like we talk about it, like it wasn't bad, but like the general chaos and general havoc looked really cartoonish in a great way. And same with your troops. But I always laugh because in the background of each of the screens, there's always this like battle screen as you're preparing for battle. And yeah. there's always this random woman in the background for both of this havoc and chaos oh, and for yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. reason they looked wonky as heck because they didn't have any outlines whereas everyone else had these really sharp black outlines and these women for oh, whatever reason did yeah, it yeah yeah and i don't know if it's because they're like oh ladies are softer so she has to look softer it just <laughs> looks stupid and it just it threw me off every time i saw it but chuck norris was a chucker that's hilarious like yeah 
The style was silly. Again, the maps actually were diverse at times. They did change it up. They were. They were different. There was like, you know, deserts. Yeah, there's forest areas, swamps, water, no water. I think that you had stuff to blow up. You're in like a shopping mall, I feel like, for the final battle. Yeah, and one of them, yeah. Again, for a game that's developed, I keep saying this because this is amazing. Two people, essentially. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Uh, it was seven good. Out of 10. So both of us were higher than our predicted. You predicted a six. I predicted a five. You had a rose score of eight and I had a seven. So overall, consistent game. Uh, had a yeah. lot of fun. It's pretty hard to find out there. There's a bunch of emulators out there to play if you want. But Chris had the physical game. So that made it easier for him. But it's not like on the Sega it's Classic. Easier. Or, well, in theory. <laughs> yeah. uh, not, not my fault your system isn't working. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's not like on the Sega Classic. It's not on no. like download on Steam or anything like that. So it, it it is only through ROMs and stuff that you can play it. But it, it's a, kind of a good chuckle. It's good, but it's quick and easy. It's kind of a de-stressor because you don't have to think about it very much. No, exactly. You just kind of turn it on and turn your brain off and yeah. just run around and so try to blow things up. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> And so that wraps up our general chaos for our last episode of the year. Chris, what game are we starting the new year out with? Good question. I think our next game is going to be Link to the Past. It's going to be Link to the Past. Chris kind of ruined it, and we'll explain it in the episode itself. Oh, my God. I sort of ruined it, and and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Link to the Past. Yay for the Super Nintendo. To start the new year and look forward, we're doing Link to the Past for Super Nintendo. So thank you very much. Keep bugging Chris to do the StarCraft episode if you want another StarCraft. I know. I got to finish playing StarCraft. That's the problem. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back in the year. Again, we take requests of games you guys are thinking of. Uh, little episodes that, you know, if we want to try to sprinkle in some more little episodes where we can. We do have a couple that we have planned that we forgot to record that we need to. So we'll work on that. Yeah. So again, once again, thank you all for another wonderful year. Please keep reaching out to us on all our social media. Yes. GWGW Show. Hang out with us on Twitch at GWGW Show. Really, we love hanging out with you guys. We've had a lovely year. We look forward to another great year with with you guys you know it's just been a, been a ton of fun it's it's been so much fun it's great interacting with you guys we couldn't have done it without you big thanks to the the listeners big thanks to the producers couldn't have done it without them they make sure we know what we're talking about and don't ramble too much too much not doing a very good job about that today nah. thanks everyone so say goodbye chris goodbye chris Goodbye, everyone. Happy New Year. See you in 2023. Yeah, get rid of this old year. Pretend that this went straight in. (laughs) You're the worst at high purpose. Why? Who are you speaking to right now? I don't know. (laughs)